Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week, where this week the answer lies in a past life. Hi, my name is Zachary Andy from Greensboro, North Carolina in the U.S. My question is... Can our genes code for our memories? So let's look at this from the field of epigenetics, which explores how a hidden layer of instructions, which sits around normal DNA, can tell that DNA how it should function. So my name is Wolf Reich. I'm at the Babram Institute in Cambridge, and I'm head of the Laboratory of Developmental Genetics and Imprinting, and I'm also a professor of epigenetics at the University of Cambridge. So this kind of depends what kind of memories we're talking about. We work on epigenetic memory, which is really the memory in the genome, epigenetic marks in the genome, and that can be passed on from cell to cell. And so that cells, when they divide, uh, basically remember what they were before. And so this is going on all the time. This kind of epigenetic memory is going on. And so all of the cells that we have in our body carry this kind of memory of their identity, of what they are, of what tissue they are. And this is really important because if that memory goes wrong, for example, the outcome can be cancer. And then what you're saying, is it possible that the environment and things that we experience is laid down in memories in the brain? That's certainly the case. Is that through epigenetic mechanisms? Maybe. And then to extend the question even further, is it possible that those memories that get laid down in the brain as part of an epigenetic mechanism could be inherited by our children and grandchildren. I think that's a big leap, kind of theoretically possible, but remember that brain cells are very specialized. The things that get laid down in the brain cells predominantly happens after birth. So epigenetic memory can be inherited by cells and help them to become liver cells, heart cells or even brain cells. But the things we experience through life create memories and they're recorded in or between our brain cells. And brain cells would have divided following the instructions from their epigenetic memory. But this epigenetic memory would have been written before your parents had collected any memories in the first place. And at that point, the germ cells, the egg or the sperm, which then transmit the genetic and epigenetic information to children and grandchildren, are already formed and are far away from the brain. And so... The short answer is that the things that happen to the brain and may even involve epigenetic mechanism to consolidate memory, in my view, are not so likely to be passed on to our children and grandchildren. Perhaps you can inherit epigenetic memory from your parents, but not memories from their very varied and interesting lives. There has been quite a bit of research on worm epigenetics. A team in Massachusetts in the USA found that worms which experienced stress whilst developing would pass on different epigenetic information to its offspring than those which had been happy larvae. And some people think that humans who underwent stresses like malnutrition during development might pass their epigenetics onto future offspring too. We had a very relevant post on the forum from Diver John, who mentioned psychiatrist Carl Jung. And Jung coined the phrase collective unconscious, which included an inherited fear of things like snakes, spiders, and generally monsters with big teeth. But what do you think? 
So that's it for infinite memories, but how about some infinite mass? Hi, my name's Larry Knight, and my question is, what would happen if you were driving at light speed and you switched your headlights on? What about a lit torch being carried at light speed? What would happen then? Aside from all the speeding tickets, what would happen whilst driving with full beam at light speed? Let us know what you think by emailing chris at thenakedscientists.com or by writing on the forum at thenakedscientists.com forward slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the EPSRC, the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com.